up everybody how you doing my name is angel aka darkfire angel x on twitch and i want to welcome you guys to season two episode one of the snf experience podcast where i bring you everything for gaming news tech news and nerdy news i hope you enjoy the show and let's get this thing started all right, everybody, let's start this podcast off with our gaming news, starting with Ubisoft's Skull and Bones, which is a new game that I've been watching for such a long time. Um, this Pirate Games journey has been a little bit crazy, marked by its sporadic appearances and numerous delays. When Ubisoft opened its beta, it piqued my interest because, of course, I'm a big pirate game fan movie fan i think that any game or anything with pirates is actually pretty cool with a legacy that it was following including among other games assassin's creed black flag so my expectations were sort of high on this now the beta was an eye-opener beyond the pirate ship combat there's a whole mmo style game which frankly doesn't hit the mark the integration feels clunkily clunky with an overload of mechanics that don't quite mesh well with the maritime action skull and bones starts with a bang pitting the player against the british fleet but after the initial excitement the character creation feels like it's sort of lacking options for appearance are limited and unclear leaving much to be desired once you're at sea again the game takes a nosedive the land movement is sluggish and interactions are unengaging the narrative feels disjointed, leaving you unsure of your role. Once back at sea, the game shifts to a more classic MMO style, but it's marred by outdated mechanics. However, when it comes to naval combat, Skull and Bones shines. The feeling of being a captain with a crew at your command is exhilarating. The combat is straightforward and forgiving, focusing more on positioning and simple tactics rather than complex strategy. In essence, Skull and Bones is a mix of brilliance and blemishes. When it gets it right, it's a glimpse, in, it's a glimpse into what could have been a fantastic game. But overall, the experience was underwhelming with the game's potential only sporadically being realized. So, well, hopefully it'll get better as we go and they take input from a lot of the player base. So, switching gears, let's talk about Princess Peach, who many of you guys know is one of the icons from the Super Mario uh, Brothers games. Uh, she has a new game coming out in March called Princess Peach Showtime. Now, this game is a delightful showcase of Princess Peach's versatile talents, from figure skating to surprisingly thievery. Nintendo's recent reveal shows Peach in new avatars like Figure Skater Peach and Mermaid Peach, adding to an already diverse lineup. It's a playful take on Peach's character, blending her royal grace with a variety of skills. The game, set to release on the Nintendo Switch, promises a blend of charm and adventure. 
Now, uh, moving on, let's revisit a classic with Mario versus Donkey Kong. This remake stays true to the original while infusing modern elements. With new worlds and features, it's a refreshing take on the classic puzzle design. Um, for all of you older guys that, you know, have played, um, I mean, yes, there was a Mario versus Donkey Kong, but a lot of people don't know that Mario's first appearance was on the original Donkey Kong game which is actually pretty cool that they're just going right back to these old elements. I, I think it's awesome. Um, Mario's movement is a highlight, offering a fluid and enjoyable experience. The addition of a casual mode opens the game to a wider audience, making it accessible and less frustrating. The new worlds and time attack mode add depth, ensuring that the game remains engaging for both new and returning players. Now, last but not least on my gaming news, I want to give a big shout out to Marvel's Spider-Man 2, which had made a massive splash in the gaming market with over 10 million copies being sold on PlayStation 5. It's a testament to the game's appeal. The success is even more remarkable considering the data breach Insomnia Games faced last year. Um, this milestone marks not just financial success, but also the enduring popularity of the Spider-Man franchise. I mean, but who doesn't like Spider-Man? So um, that's all for today for my gaming news. Whether it's sailing in the high seas, exploring the Mushroom Kingdom, solving puzzles with Mario, or swinging through New York as Spider-Man, you know, the gaming world continues to offer diverse and exciting experiences. And that is the end of my game news if you guys have any other suggestions or any other games you want me to talk about yeah just uh let me know moving on all right now everyone let's get to my tech news and it looks like we're diving into the exciting world of ai technology and its latest innovations that are reshaping how we interact with the digital world now Let's start with a breakthrough device, which I'm seriously considering buying after watching the demos on it, the Rabbit R1. Now, imagine a gadget so small, it fits in the palm of your hand, yet it's powerful enough to answer your questions, play your favorite Spotify playlists, or even call a taxi, all at the push of a button. This isn't science fiction, it's the Rabbit R1. Priced at $199 and set to ship in late March, the R1 is redefining the concept of a smartphone. It's not just another mobile device, it's a dedicated personal assistant powered by cutting-edge AI. Jesse Liu, the founder and CEO of the AI tech startup Rabbit, is the visionary behind the R1. His observation is simple yet profound. Our phones, while capable of incredible feats, have lost their simplicity amidst the labyrinth of apps and functions. The Rabbit R1 debuted at CES 2024 with a promise to bring back that simplicity. It foregoes the traditional app-based interaction for a more direct approach. A physical push the talk button activates the device, mimicking the experience of using a walkie-talkie. The software, driven by a large action model, learns from human interactions with apps, automating and replicating these processes for a seamless experience. 
despite the abundance of virtual assistants in the market, the R1 stands out with its unique design and purpose. It's a device dedicated to getting things done, a less distracting alternative to your smartphone. Rabbit's approach is bold, especially in a world where, uh, according to a reviews.org survey, a staggering 89% of Americans check their phones within the first 10 minutes of waking up. But the company is onto something, as evidenced by the impressive 10,000 units sold on the first day of pre-orders. The R1 sports a bright orange hue, a small screen, and a scroll wheel giving it a nostalgic, almost retro look. It's half the size of an average smartphone and resembles the feel of using a closed flip phone, yet significantly lighter. Despite its smartphone-like features such as a touchscreen display and a camera, these components are utilized uniquely. The R1 doesn't operate on the traditional phone OS. Instead, it uses a 2.88-inch screen to display cards in response to your requests. And the camera assists with visual queries rather than social media posts. The device is not just a phone in the conventional sense. Though it can make calls with its SIM card slot and Wi-Fi connectivity, it runs on a MediaTek Helios P35 processor with 128GB of storage and 4GB of RAM. The R1 doesn't have apps per se, but connects to services to fulfill requests. For instance, linking your Spotify or Uber account to your Rabbit account is necessary for the R1 to access these services. The device leverages Rabbit's proprietary large action model alongside OpenAI's GPT-4 model to execute tasks and understand spoken requests. Rabbit's ambition with the R1 is to carve out a whole new niche in our gadget-saturated lives. It's a response to the growing interest in AI and a challenge to existing AI helpers like ChatGPT and Google Bard. The R1's success hinges on its ability to prove a compelling alternative to the devices we already own. Now, speaking of Google, let's shift our focus to the tech giant's latest development in the AI space, Google Gemini. Previously known as BARD, as I mentioned before in the Rabbit um, article, Google's AI chatbot has undergone a rebranding to align with the Gemini AI model introduced last December. Despite its initial mixed reviews, Gemini has evolved, now boasting the ability to generate images from text. The rebranding, complete with a new logo and dedicated apps, is designed to clarify the user's engagement with the Gemini AI model. But Google isn't alone in this AI arms race. OpenAI has recently released its GPT-4 Turbo model. Microsoft is integrating its AI2 Copilot into Windows 11, and startups like Perplexity are making waves with AI-enhanced search engines. This bustling activity underscores the generative AI market's potential projected to reach 1.3 trillion by 2032. Gemini represents a significant shift in Google's strategy. It's set to become the primary assistant on Android, uh, Android phone user for users who download the app and opt in potentially phasing out Google Assistant on mobile devices. Uh, Gemini is a large language model trained on diverse content to generate its own output text. 
However, it's not without its challenges, such as the risk of generating inaccurate responses. To mitigate this, Gemini features a double check option, allowing users to verify responses with web content. In an ambitious move, Google has introduced Gemini Advanced, accessible through the Google One AI Premium Plan. This version, dubbed Ultra 1.0, is described as Google's most advanced AI model, capable of complex tax tasks like coding and nuanced instruction following. Ultra 1.0 is designed for more sophisticated interactions, understanding longer queries and context, and is available in 150 countries in English. Google is also integrating Gemini into its workspace and Google Cloud services, allowing subscribers to use it across various applications like Gmail, Docs, Sheets, and Slides. Now, finally, let's take a glance at another groundbreaking AI-powered device, the Frame by a company called Brilliant Labs, touted as the world's first glasses with an integrated multimodal AI assistant. The Frame is not your typical pair of smart glasses. Unlike others that focus on screen mirroring, the Frame interacts with the physical world through AI. The AI assistant named Noah can answer questions about your surroundings and count calories, or even translate foreign signage using a variety of AI models, including GPT-4V for visual queries and Perplexity AI for search. The Frame's most notable feature is its integration with Perplexity AI, offering search capabilities that rival Google's. Designed with a retro, offbeat style reminiscent of iconic figures like Steve Jobs, Gandhi, the Frame incorporates a hidden projector in its lenses, capable of displaying text and images. Unlike similar products, the Frame doesn't store images or videos. It's purely an AI assistant. Powered by your smartphone, it relies on cellular or Wi-Fi networks and is not intended to replace your phone. The frame is available for pre-order at $349 American, with shipments starting in April. Brilliant Labs has partnered with Ad Optics to offer prescription lenses, ensuring that the frame is not just a tech gadget, but also a practical everyday accessory. In conclusion, these developments in AI technology from the Rabbit R1 to the Google Gemini and the Frame represent a new era in our interaction with digital assistants. Each product offers a new approach to integrating AI into our lives, whether it's simplifying tasks, enhancing communication, or providing on-the-go assistance. As these technologies continue to evolve, they promise to reshape our relationship with the digital world, making it more intuitive, accessible, and above all, human-centric. So thank you for going through all this AI stuff with me, this cutting-edge technology. And this is the end of my tech news. All right, now moving on to my nerdy news, let's dive into the buzz surrounding the first teaser trailer of Deadpool 3, now officially titled Deadpool and Wolverine. This much-anticipated sequel marks a groundbreaking moment in superhero cinema as it brings together two of the most colossal characters from Fox's X-Men universe in a superhero buddy team-up, which, I mean, it was prophesied since the beginning of time that these two were going to end up doing something together. 
Um, the teaser offers a glimpse into what Ryan Reynolds' character has been up to since Deadpool 2. It appears Deadpool, also known as Wade Wilson, has retired to enjoy a peaceful life with Vanessa, their friends, including key members from the original Deadpool crew and the X-Force. However, one major twist in this narrative is the presence of the TVA, which is known as the Time Variance Authority from the Loki series, indicating that time travel and multiverse elements will play a significant role in this sequel. Crazily, the TVA seems to be more interested in recruiting Deadpool rather than arresting him from what we saw in the previews. And also Matthew McFadden, who you guys may know from the show Succession, um, his character Paradox hints at a significant threat to the MCU, positioning Deadpool as a potential savior. The film promises to push the boundaries of meta storytelling, a hallmark of the Deadpool franchise. However, despite the title Deadpool and Wolverine, Hugh Jackman, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, that is crazy. Anyway, Hugh Jackman's Logan is conspicuously underrepresented in the teaser. Only brief glimpses are offered, including, you know, a scene where Logan dons a white tuxedo, possibly a Madripoor, and another where he's seen in the classic blue and yellow X-Men costume. This limited exposure raises questions about which version of Wolverine will be featured, especially considering the film's pledge not to undo, not to undo the events of Logan from 2017. Um, the speculation around the film's antagonist is also kind of crazy the trader subtly suggests emma corinne as a key villain possibly portraying a character named cassandra nova which is um xavier for those of you guys who are familiar with the x-men it would be his evil twin sister another theory proposes dr doom's entry into the mcu fueled by a cloak masked figure spotted in the trailer Additionally, there's a nod to the return of familiar villains from the classic X-Men movies. Deadpool and Wolverine delves deep into the concept of the multiverse, making it a pivotal installment in the ongoing multiverse saga. A hidden Easter egg in the trailer featuring a battered copy of Secret Wars number 5 points towards significant ties to the upcoming Avengers Secret Wars. This connection indicates that Deadpool's unique abilities and meta-awareness might be crucial in addressing the impending threats to the multiverse. In conclusion, Deadpool 3, Deadpool and Wolverine is looking to be somewhat of a milestone in Marvel's cinematic narrative, with its blend of humor, action, multiverse chaos. It's poised to become a cornerstone of Phase 5, potentially laying the groundwork for the epic climax of the multiverse saga. Now, moving on, during the Super Bowl, um, in the broadcast, we got to get, we got a chance to get a good look at the new unveiled trailer for Wicked Part 1, Universal's adaptation of the acclaimed Broadway musical. Um, it looks like it's set for November 27th with a sequel in 2025. The film adapts the beloved story of Elphaba and Glinda exploring their journey from schoolmates to iconic witches in Oz. The trailer features Cynthia Erivo as Elfaba and Ariana Grande as Glenda, showcasing a stunning first listen of Defying Gravity, which is the song from the Broadway musical. The footage initially previewed at CinemaCon um, 
it, it shows that it introduces Michelle Yeoh's Madame Horrible and highlights the film's commitment to practical effects, um, ex- uh, skewing CGI for more immersive experience. So in other words, they, they're, they're trying to just use less CGI, more practical stuff, like real stuff going to real location, which is pretty awesome. After delays due to Hollywood strikes, the production wrapped in January with the leads sharing teasers on social media. Wicked Part 1 aims to capture the magic of the stage show, promising a transformative tale of magic, friendship, and political intrigue. Now moving on, last but not least, two years post the release of the movie Doom, the sequel, Doom Part 2, is poised for a March 1st 2024 release so it's just right around the corner and de- and director dennis Villeneuve, i don't know if i'm gonna butcher his name or not um well the director uh returns expanding the scope of the saga with an ensemble cast including christopher walken florence Pugh, and austin butler Picking up from the cliffhanger of part one, the film delves deeper into Paul Atreides' journey with the Fremen. Timothy Chalamet's portrayal of Paul is set to evolve into a more assertive leader. The uh, Villeneuve's uh, vision promises adherence to Frank Herbert's novel with the ambitious filming of iconic scenes like Paul writing a sandwich. The sequel aims to enhance the storytelling with a larger budget and deeper exploration of the Dune universe, potentially setting a new benchmark for science fiction cinema. And I'm kind of excited. Let's see how it goes. I saw the first one and I thought it was great. So yeah, let's see what happens. Um, if you guys have any comments, definitely let me know. That is the end of my nerdy news. All right, guys, that's the end of the podcast. And I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for listening in. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And thank you guys for being part of the SNF Experience family. If you love what you're listening to, if you got any suggestions, any ideas, any comments, please feel free to leave those things on your respective um, uh, apps that you listen to your podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, like and share and subscribe. Thank you so much. And thank you for being part of the S and F experience. Peace.